Hey, hey, it's December the 14th. You're listening to Audio Advent. Welcome back. And we are bringing you right into the Dice living room tonight for another special live episode where we will look at the actual account of Jesus being born in a manger. You don't want to miss this. So stick around for Luke chapter 2. Oh, look, y'all, Judah's sitting down. Good boy. Yeah. Now we're in Luke chapter 2. We're going to read the Bible. Look. Yeah, say Bible. Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, I thought you said that. You said now. Yay. Verse 6, Luke chapter 2 says, While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, shepherds were watching over their flocks by night. So, this part of the story, it says that Mary gave birth to Jesus and laid him in a manger and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And this apparently was in some kind of an animal place. Most times, when you see it on a drawing or picture in a nativity set, what is it? Yeah, it's like a barn. Even in that sign over there, see that? Oh, come let us adore him. It has an outline of a barn. A stable is what it usually is. Probably it wasn't exactly like that because... They didn't know that design yet? Well, they certainly knew that design. They built stuff out of wood. But in this region where the shepherds were watching over their flock and where they gathered animals, they would have taken advantage of the caves that were there. And so probably it was actually something more like an animal cave. Although it's not really important. You know why it's not important? Because the Bible doesn't say. So Luke didn't seem to even think that it was important to tell us what the surrounding building material was made out of. But what he does say is that there was a manger, okay? The manger was an animal feeding trough where we don't do this with the chickens, but if you had horses, you would have like a curved at the bottom basket-like thing where you put the food for the animals to eat. And so they had one of these animal troughs in this animal cave or barn, and that is where Mary delivered Jesus. You had a question, Luke? Uh, yeah, why is the manger important? No. That's what I was hinting at, so you're paying attention. Because Luke thinks it's important, even though he didn't describe if it was a cave or not, he did describe the manger. Another thing about the word manger is that, at least for an adult, when you hear the word manger, you immediately think of Jesus' birth. Mm-hmm. There's like no other, there's no other way that we use that word. Yeah, you don't say manger with anything except for Jesus, baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because of that, it kind of sweetens it. You see, you think of a sweet little manger, like it's a, like a little cradle with some hay. And manger is not a religious word. It's not intended to sound like sweet and cute and like hipstery. But actually, it's telling you that the Messiah was actually laid in a dirty animal feeding trough. Now, it is convenient that it's kind of similarly shaped as a cradle. So it was, it was a place where they could lay him. But Luke thinks it's significant, like, to put that detail in there, probably because of the theological contrast. Where did Jesus come from? Um, Nazareth. Nazareth. 
Nazareth, and then uh, Bethlehem. But where did Jesus originally come from? Heaven. Heaven. And where is heaven? Well, it's definitely up in one sense. Yeah. It's the highest possible place. And so it's also like the most beautiful place and the most expensive place, the nicest place, the cleanest place. Five million bajillion trillion dollars. You can't put a dollar amount on it. Well, yeah, it's more than that, really. But he came from the highest possible place. But then when he entered into the world as a baby, he was first in the womb of a poor girl from Nazareth. And then he was laid as an infant in a dirty animal feeding trough. And why did they do that? Well, it says that's where Mary gave birth because there was no room for them in the place where they were going to go. Why is there so many people in Bethlehem? Because if there was people, are other people that don't, that didn't come from Bethlehem, live in Bethlehem? Well, then they would, wouldn't they go to their hometown at the same time? Yeah. Um, There's only people that used to live there that time, right? Right. It wasn't packed at the first and Right. So why is it so packed? Well, that's an interesting thought. And what it, what it points out is that the homecoming of Bethlehem was larger than the current population of Bethlehem. And that happens in towns. They grow and they shrink sometimes. But, you know, like it says, the only reason that Mary went to Bethlehem is because Joseph went to Bethlehem. So the people that came into Bethlehem, some of them, they didn't belong in Bethlehem, but they came to Bethlehem because their father or their husband was from Bethlehem. So when the when the guy was just a little boy, he was just by himself. But now he has a family that he's bringing there. No, but here's what Luke is hinting at. So pay attention. Just like with the census, there was a thing happening in the world and a reason that it was happening. Why did they go to this animal cave? Because there wasn't any room in the Holiday Inn, right? Well, they didn't have Holiday Inns, but they had something like that. If you went to a town that you didn't live at, there would be other people who were residents that would have extra rooms that they would rent out or loan out. Maybe it was an extended family member. Because of the census, everybody was trying to find out where those rooms were. When Mary and Joseph got there, there wasn't any left. Doesn't tell us why. But here's one thought. It's a good, reasonable idea. Mary was super pregnant. So do you think she was going fast or slow? Fast. <laughs> slow. She was going slow. When they were traveling all the way from Nazareth, they probably had to stop a lot so she could rest. That means other people got there before them if they were traveling like in a large caravan. So by the time they got there, there wasn't any room left. Now, this is still hard to believe, honestly. You see a, a couple and the woman's about to, to give birth to a baby. Can you imagine people saying, nah, we're booked here. Just wherever they were trying to find a place. They Like is there a hotel kind of thing? Well, not exactly like a hotel. Like I said, people would have spare rooms. Like, you know how we have a guest room that sometimes y'all sleep in? If there were people that we knew that were coming into town, like Auntie and Joshua, and they wanted to stay at our house, where would we put them? In our guest room. But what if Brian and Katie were already here? Then we'd have to say, sorry, we don't have a room. And then they would try to ask Brother Mike and Sue, maybe, or somebody else. But if everyone was already full, then there's nowhere for Mary and Joseph to go. I don't think that the animal cave was their first or second choice. 
So probably they tried every elsewhere they could find. Jesus is just coming quick. And they probably didn't have a lot of time, yeah. And when you're delivering a baby, it's really important that you have some general boundaries of protection. So like you don't want to do it outside in the field. You don't want to do it in the middle of a busy street. There's a lot of bad things that could happen. But if they could get away from that, the noise, if they could get away from just the open, if they could get somewhere, even if it's an animal cave, that's still relatively safe. They're going to be tired too. Animals can protect them. Especially if they were good animals, like Narnia animals. Well, actually not like 50% of them were on the witch's side. <laughs> well, the good Narnia animals. It's probably the, it was probably all the animals from Snow White. They were just whistling and singing, nudging Jesus. But um, there's so much here, I, and we don't we need to talk about it all right now. But let me just try to say a couple of things. One is, the census brought them to Bethlehem. But the unavailability of other people brought them to the animal cave. And God was overseeing everything. So why did God choose for Jesus to be born in an animal cave and laid in a manger? Why do you think? Because it's the Lord's place. Yeah, that's probably the answer. Maybe the more to it. But I can't think of a lower place. It's a place where not even humans go but only animals so jesus was humbling himself going to the lowest place so that he could relate to everybody so that he could love everybody so that he could bring everybody up from the bottom there is one other interesting idea though and we'll talk more about this tomorrow but it says that there were in the same area shepherds who were watching their sheep at nighttime and we know later the angels come to those shepherds but these weren't just any normal shepherds because of their proximity to jerusalem these were priestly shepherds. And here's what that means. Every, every year, and even more frequently than that, thousands and thousands of sheep had to be given as offerings in the temple. And the, the law in Exodus, it in, starts in chapter 12, was that the, this baby sheep had to be one year old. It had to have no, no spots on its fur, like no discoloration or no weird bug eye or anything. No gimp leg. Couldn't have any broken bones. It had to be basically perfect and spotless. And that, that was the uh, offering that the family would make all the way back in Exodus. So at this time... Daddy! Mm-hmm. Daddy! So in Jerusalem, that's where the temple was. That's where they would bring their baby lambs for an offering. But most of the traveling Jews didn't bring a lamb from their hometown. They would come to Jerusalem and then they would buy a lamb, which makes a lot more sense. So there were special shepherds... Yeah, the lamb could the lamb could get dirty or messed up. It also hurt itself because it had to be just one year old. It wasn't like uh, an old lamb. It was a small lamb. Now listen, what they did is there were shepherds who were specifically watching over the sheep that would become the lamb offerings, and so they had to take special care of these sheep. They had to make sure that they were the, the best of the best. And according to some scholars, when a baby lamb was born in this area, these priestly shepherds would wrap the legs of the baby lamb and then they would lay them in the animal feeding trough so they wouldn't accidentally hurt themselves because they're really clumsy when they first start learning how to walk. So think about this. They would wrap the lamb in swaddling clothes and they would lay the lamb in the manger, which means when Luke talks about Mary wrapping Jesus in swaddling clothes and laying him in a manger. 
that there's a connection to the lamb that would be the offering. And when Jesus started his ministry 30 years later, John the baptizer said, hey, look, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So do you think God knew what he was doing? Yes, he did. But Mary and Joseph didn't always know, so they just had to trust him just like we do. God knows what he's doing with us, but we don't always know. And it's hard. I'm sure it was hard for them. And they just had to keep trusting. And then they got to watch as each page of Revelation was unfolding. And they were seeing just how special this baby was. Most of the time, people don't have any room for Jesus. Even when they crucified him, they crucified him outside the city. They did? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what, that's where they crucified criminals. They would take them outside the city because they were considered not citizens anymore. They were stripped of their rights. And in a way, they were saying, there's no room for you anymore. But even in Jesus' birth, there was already that label put on him. There's no room for you. And so here's the irony. The creator of the universe is asking you, do you have any room for Jesus in your heart, in your life? Or are you going to kick him out? Just like they did at his birth and his death. Because if you have room for Jesus, he has room for you. And where he came from is where he's going with all of us. All right, you can open the door, Juby. Yay! Is she opening the door? Yeah. Wait, there's the baby. Where do I put it? In the cave. Where's the cave? Where's the cake? <laughs> 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 the hot chocolate and the hot chocolate <laughs> and drive yeah. at Christmas lights. Win, win, win! With marshmallows. <laughs> win! Win, Daddy, win! I don't know, maybe right now, I feel hurry. <laughs>